This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. UWA 517, do you want to report a UFO? Over? Negative. We don't want to report. Ares 31, do you wish to report a UFO? Over? Neither. We want to report one of those either. Uh, Ares 31, do you wish to file a report of any kind of it? I wouldn't know what kind of report to file, sir. Uh, Ares 31, uh, me neither. Zero seven one, pop the golf. Good. Yeah, there was anybody that's uh, above us that passed us like 30 seconds ago. 
for 7 1 Papa Golf, negative. Okay. Oh, that's a UFO. Yeah. It's American 295. Yeah, something just passed over. It's like a. Don't know what it was, but it's at least two, 3,000 feet above us. Yeah, it passed right over the top of us. 911. You guys busy? Yeah. Did we just call them off the UFOs this time? Mm-hmm. They're out there. They're in the airplane. Welcome to UFO Chronicles, a place where people share their experiences of the strange and unexplained. If you've had an encounter and would like to be on the show, you can email me at UFO Chronicles at gmail.com And welcome to the show, everyone, wherever in the world you are listening from tonight. That was Brothers of Alien Rock with A51. We'll be hearing a little bit more from them later on. Our guest coming on the moment is Jamie from Minnesota with an encounter in 1982 at his childhood home and an unusual sighting of an object at a volcano in Hawaii in 1991 while Jamie was serving in the U.S. Army. Following that, it will be our second guest, Jesse, and he will be sharing his sightings that he had in New Mexico in 2017. But first, I am very happy to announce the show has hit over 100,000 downloads this week, which is absolutely amazing as it wasn't very long that we only had 10 listeners. But what this means now is that it's important to update all the equipment for the show. So I've started a GoFundMe page. So if you would like to donate and help the show out, you can find the link below in the description or on our Twitter page. Everyone who donates not only gets a better sounding show, but I will also send you a bumper sticker of the show. Now, on with our guests.
to welcome Jamie to the show. Hi. Happy to have you on today, Jamie. Um, you're from Minnesota. Yeah, Chanhassen, Minnesota. And your experience happened in 1982? Yes, sir. Okay, would you like to start there and just fill the listeners in what you were doing and, and take it from there? Sure. So it was in 1982. Um, I was probably 12 years old. And uh, it was June. It was in the summer. So what I did for fun a lot is I listened to a lot of music and I would um, dig through my brother's album collection and always listen to his music. But on the radio, there was a show called King Biscuit Flower Hour. Well, it's they play live concerts and uh, it was huge back back in the day. And I remember I was laying in bed. This is, I don't know what the exact time it was at night, 11 or 12. And King Biscuit Flower Hour show was coming on. And I remember it because Journey was going to be playing live on the King Biscuit Flower Hour. So I was waiting up for that. And I was lying in bed. And my bed was right next to my window. And I could look out my window and see the um, stars in the sky. And uh, what it reminded me of is the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You remember when she goes chasing uh, her son out in the yard? Uh, was a son named Barry running out there in that sky? Every star in the sky was out, and there was a you know a breeze. That's how it was um, that night. I had my window cranked open. I was laying there staring at the stars. There was a cool breeze, um, summer night. And for some reason, I was playing around with the radio. And I looked up out, out the window, and the stars were gone. It was like black. So I sat up in bed, and I looked out my window trying to see if I saw stars. I couldn't see any stars. And... um I was on the ground floor of our house and out my window in our backyard, it was fenced in and we had a in the ground pool. It's probably like 15 by 30 feet pool in the ground out a little bit beyond the pool. I saw like a circle of light on the grass next to the pool. And it was weird because I couldn't see where the light was coming from. It just, there was, it was just a round circle of light on the grass by the pool. And I was trying to focus my eyes looking through the screen on my window. And I was looking and I was looking, straining to see what, 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 you know, what that was. And all of a sudden I saw a couple figures walking around by that circle of light. They were up on two feet. They were small and skinny, and they had big heads. This is at night, so but I could see I could see the outline of them by the circle of light. And I sat there and watched them walking around. It looked like they were, I don't know, I maybe like scientists, and they were out doing research or something. They were looking around, just walking around, looking around, and. There was at least two by that circle. And I kept on watching them. All of a sudden, 
I hear the bush right by my window rustle. And I saw something out of the corner of my eye by the bush out my window. And it wasn't a dog. It wasn't a raccoon. It was, it was one of them outside my window. It wasn't right in front of me. It was off to the right. It scared but it scared me so bad. I jumped out of my bed. I turned on the light. I ran down the hall and up the stairs and woke up my dad and told my dad. I said, Dad, there's there's things out in the backyard. There's things out in the backyard. And um, my dad flipped on the backyard lights and he ran out the back door and um, looked around and he didn't see anything. And I, <laughs> I told him what I what I saw and he's like, Oh, you must be dreaming. I said, no, I'm not dreaming I'm, because I remember I wasn't dreaming. I was waiting for this radio show to come on so I can hear journey. And, um, anyway, my dad went back to bed afterward. I realized the stars were blocked out. That's what made me sit up. I'm thinking whatever these creatures came in was basically above my house blocking out the stars because um i went back down to my room and uh, the stars were up that was basically it that was that was the encounter i had and uh oh my god i've never been so scared in my life there was one basically standing outside my window and i don't know if the ones way down by the pool were distracting the one by my window but I saw, I know that there was three, two out by the pool and one by my window. There could have been more back there, but, um, oh my God. Uh, I, it's so vivid. I was 12 years old. I'm 51 now. And, um, yeah, it's clear as day. I remember all the details, the smell of summer, the, the stars in the sky and the, and the leaves and the trees rustling. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. The one that was outside your window, were you able to get a look at him? I what? saw part of a figure. I, I, I saw like more of the, the head, the shape of the head. I couldn't, because I didn't see much of the body. I saw more of the head because it was sort of in between the house and a bush to the right of my window. I bet, I bet if the window screen was off the window, I could have reached out and touched him. But it was there was no light, you know. It was pretty dark back in that corner because my bedroom was in the corner of the house, in the corner of the backyard. So the fence came right up to the house. So I was right. I was in a corner that was sort of dark, and there was bushes, and yeah. So I saw something in the bush, and I had a head, and it was probably three feet tall from the the bush because the bush was probably maybe two maybe three feet tall and did your father believe you not at the time he just thought i was having you know a 12 year old having nightmares or something my older sister she was upstairs i had it was me and my brother had rooms downstairs and my sisters had uh, bedrooms upstairs well my older sister woke up she was involved she believed me and still to this day, she brings it up here and there. And she tells me it makes the hair on the back of her neck and on her arm stand up when I tell her. But never got to talk to my dad later, later on in life. I never really got to 
talk about it, but my sister believes me. And you have another story. Yeah, I was in the Army active duty from about 1988 to 1992. And uh, I was uh, stationed at Schofield Barracks in Hawaii um, in the infantry. And we would deploy over to the big island of Hawaii and do training for, you know, couple weeks and it was up in the mountains in between the two uh big volcanoes Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea and the army owned uh a big chunk of land up there and they um would do live fires and all sorts of training out there well we were doing um we were doing like uh patrols at night and I was in the uh, the scout squad of this infantry company, and we would go out in front of the company as we're patrolling. We'd go out way out in front of them to um, find the enemy. And um, the, one night, the company um, sat down for the night, and so we set up an observation point probably about, I don't know, half a mile away from the rest of the company. You know, there's like about 120 soldiers in the company and my squad there was seven of us we were out by ourselves way out you know a half a mile out well we sat up our observation point up on this ridge and we were looking way down in this big open valley of um old lava you know this is probably i don't know 12 o'clock at night Way down, if you had binoculars, if you look way down in the valley, I'd say maybe 10, 15 miles away, um, you can see these lava shoots way down there glowing. There was no, you couldn't see the lava, but you can see the, the glow from the lava um, coming out. And we were up all night, you know, looking for the enemy at our observation post and reporting back to the company what we saw it got to be about i don't know five six o'clock in the morning and it started getting a little light out and one of the guys says hey get the binoculars look way down there see way down there and see that red glow down there i'm like yeah so i grabbed binoculars and i started looking and there was a gold round shaped disc right next to this lava chute, probably 10 miles away, but it was bright gold. And uh, the sun wasn't totally up, but you could see the contrast between the bright gold disc and the reddish glow of the lava tube. Now, I don't know how big tube was. I mean, it was 10 miles away, but there was a gold disc and, and, and it was just weird looking it it wasn't lava it was gold and so over about i don't know half an hour or so we kept on we'd take turns looking around out of the binoculars and it was still there well one of the guys that was looking down there yelled out hey that thing it's moving and uh so a couple of us grabbed some binos and we all started there was like three of us looking down at this gold disc it started 
moving around, like uh, clockwise, around the lava tube, basically. It was just sort of slowly going around. And all of a sudden, it started going up. And the reason we could tell it was going up because of the horizon, because the the lava field's all black and gray. And the horizon was like a darkish blue because it was, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. But it broke the line of the horizon and sat there for a little bit. And just in a split second, went straight up into the sky, just boom, disappeared. And there was all seven of us were three of us. We had binos. The others could see it. They could see it up in the sky. But, uh, yeah, there was seven of us that watched this thing. We don't know what it was, but um, it was moving around and it it was doing things that uh, a helicopter couldn't do, a plane couldn't do. So, yeah, that was my second encounter. That's fascinating. Makes you wonder what it was doing there. Uh... So close to the lava, because of course the heat of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how big I, this thing could have been. I mean, ten miles away. No clue how big it was, but it uh, shot out of the sky, and we all stood there going, "Whoa!" Never, nothing ever came of it. I mean, we didn't report it to our our company commander or anything like that. Yeah, what, what would you have said? Exactly. So, but I do hear a lot of reports of um, of sightings around volcanoes. Well, it's funny because I I filed that report with MUFON, and the guy that took my report said that, oh, yeah, we've heard of, um, we've had reports of gold discs out in Hawaii. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> so I actually had a, a gold disc, um, I don't think even two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Fascinating encounters there, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for um, inviting me on your show. I really appreciate you coming on, man. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it feels good to get it out, <laughs> you know. I've told it basically basically to MUFON and you know, my sister and you, so. Well, now you're telling thousands and thousands of others. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I another thing about the encounter I had back in 1982 is that, uh, I forgot to tell you, the next morning, I woke up, and the sc- screen in the window, it had little um, uh, spring-loaded little pins that locked it in place, while the screen was out, and it was sitting on the ledge, the window ledge. It wasn't locked into place. I didn't, I didn't push that screen out. It was loose. And just sort of leaning up against the window, so I didn't notice it till the next morning. And was there anything noticed actually in the garden, especially when ran that ring of light? Was there anything? No, I went out there the next day and walked around, and I didn't see nothing. So I think that ring of light was coming from the whatever was blocking out the stars above our house. Uh, it was uh, that's where it was coming from. It had to have been. I couldn't trace the light up to whatever was up there it was just a really weird it was a it was subtle it wasn't really super bright or anything it was just soft light and and white yeah and white still gives me um chills yeah it certainly makes you wonder especially when the the window had been maybe tampered with after my dad went out there and after everything settled down and i went back to bed with the blankets pulled over my head you know i mean 
who says they didn't <laughs> come back and did you have neighbors around um yeah yeah but um i never talked to we lived sort of out in farm country at the time and um but we lived in a a neighborhood and our next door neighbors were no one nothing so i don't being 12 years old i didn't like go out and do a <laughs> yeah, survey you know i didn't go out and knock on doors and all that so good morning mr anderson i was wondering yeah yeah of course so which is weird because and then king biscuit flower hour special with journey on there um i totally missed it it's like an hour hour and a half long concert so i totally missed it i really appreciate you coming on today it's wonderfully talking to you today yeah it was awesome as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Awesome.
That was Brothers of Alien Rock. You can't stop all of us. Link to these guys can be found below in the description. They sound great. I had their album playing in the car earlier. Okay. I'd like to welcome Jesse to the show. Hi, Nick. How are you? I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your your uh, your sightings with us, Jesse. Absolutely. I'm glad to share it and hopefully be interested in somebody other than myself. Now, your sightings happened... Oh, uh, they happened about, I think the first one was in October of 2017. Um, in fact, both of them were in Octobers. Uh, one, the first one was in 17, the second sighting was in October of 18. And they're almost identical uh, to my situation and what I was doing. And I just happened to be outside uh, of my house. Uh, live in the mountains in New Mexico, so it's relatively quiet and uh these are nice fall mornings on, on the both were on weekends and uh, just happened to be outside uh, doing yard work, doing just things around the house, being outside. And and uh, I heard an airplane, which isn't uncommon. Uh, there is an airport not terribly far from the house and we are in somewhat of a flight path. So here an airplane is not not out of the, out of the ordinary. But, uh, yeah, I just happened to look up for some reason and it was uh uh, smaller, like a private airplane, private jet kind of thing. I don't know if it was a Learjet or or something, but it was along those lines. And it was white, no markings, nothing distinct. Uh, and then maybe 30 seconds to a minute later, I heard another aircraft. And it was an almost identical airplane. Uh, in fact, I'd say they were sister airplanes. But trailing the second one was a silver object, cigar-shaped Nothing that I could tell what it was other than I'm looking at it, something without wings uh, flying behind these two aircraft. The first two airplanes were spaced out, I don't know, maybe half a mile to a mile. Uh, but then this trailing object was within, you know, maybe a thousand feet of the second aircraft. You know, I, I watched it for quite a while, maybe a minute, two minutes, just staring up at this, uh, you know, what in the world is that following that aircraft? And as I watched it, it kind of, uh, and these planes were heading from west to east, uh, and this this aircraft, whatever was following it, uh, trailed off behind it and kind of took a southerly direction. And just slowly, you know, I say slowly compared to Learjets, whatever they were, I mean, those things are probably traveling four or 500 miles an hour, and this thing was, you know, 20% of that once it started making its turn south. So uh, it, it continued south to a point where I couldn't see it anymore over the trees and the hills. Uh, but following year, uh, almost identical, uh, with the exception of it, it was only one white airplane uh, with the same silver type object following it. And, and this one stayed with it, uh, again, maybe a thousand feet behind it. Uh, looked rel they both at the same time looked uh, same elevation relatively. Um, but on the second one, he just trailed it all the way as they continued east. And as things go, it uh, disappeared in my line of sight. Uh, didn't hear anything. Uh, it didn't have any contrails. Nothing really distinguished it other than that it was extremely shiny silver and had no wings whatsoever, no wing structure at all. But yeah, that's the two sightings that were not too too long ago here in New Mexico that I saw. How big would you said the uh, silver object was? 
Well, I, I mean, in relation to the to the Jets, I'd say it was similar in length. Uh, you know, it could have, it really could have been sim- similar in length and width as far as the fuselage goes, just minus the wings, of course, and no no tail. I'd say they were comparable. In England, we have the gliders, which get pulled up behind planes. Mm-hmm. I've seen them from various different distances and stuff, and you can always tell it's it's a glider. Right, and from where I'm at, I'm, we're actually not too far from a place that does a lot of gliding, so um, that kind of came came to mind, but boy, it just wasn't, there was nothing connected uh, like you would think, and maybe you couldn't see it, the connection between a, the aircraft and pulling a glider, but uh, yeah, there was no wings, nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, they're quite visible, and they're never, I don't think they're ever silver as well, I've never seen a silver glider. No, uh, and it was extremely shiny, I mean, to the point of, you know, that thing was dipped in chrome almost. I mean, it was really, really shiny. Oh, and like I said, there's not too much to it, but you know, like, like we spoke previously, that's people need to understand that, Hey man, it's just a fleeting moment. Uh, there's a lot to what's going on. Is it your brain playing tricks on you? Are you actually seeing what you see? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it happens. It's quick. It's, I you know, it didn't land to give me pancakes. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't land to give me waffles. But also, you, you you've got a military background as well, and in general, and generally, people in the military, you know, they know, they know what they're looking at. You guys are trained observers, right? And and I try to rely on that, uh, not only with these kind of sightings, but just in regular life in general. But it's something that you, it, it's. It's a skill that you learn, and you, it never goes away. So when you see things like this, or a car accident, or you know, God, God forbid, something horrible, I'm pretty confident in what I saw. Certainly, certainly in in those two sightings, uh, I'm 99% sure that's exactly the way it went. Um, there's no, just nothing to distract me in the in that time period. I was able to get a good look. And I'm pretty sure what I observed was, was was pretty accurate. You know, and your sighting is very similar to a lot of a lot of emails I get, where these objects are, are seen t- tailing other other aircrafts. Yeah, that's it's very interesting. And you know, like kind of spoke about the tic tac thing. There's a good chance it's probably government stuff. It's just the way I'm getting the feeling I'm getting anyway. So for various people to see it, it doesn't really surprise me though. I mean, it's those those legs at the bottom, which kind of, to me, it just seem seems man made. It seems clunky. Yeah, yeah, it does right. Very, very, very much so. It's not. Uh, it just something about it doesn't scream uh, extraterrestrial to me. I mean, maybe the technology is, but that that thing there, I don't think it is. It would just it would just feel like to me that it would be more streamlined. It'd be perfect. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Perfect is a good word for it because it, it does look imperfect, right? I mean, something about it just, I don't know. I could be wrong, but my experience in the military and, and just seeing various aircraft, uh, you know, it seems like it's something that the military would do. But I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, who knows? Who knows? You know, I always think that, you know, when, when people are seeing these really advanced aircrafts it's where they actually got the ideas from where they this technology obviously came from something a lot more exotic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the side that's the, the side of it where you know 
I feel the same way. Um, like I said, you would think that uh, it would be perfect, right? But that doesn't mean the technology didn't come from somewhere. Reverse engineering, gifts, accidental. I mean, there's there's just so much that could, there's, like we said before, so many possibilities. The potentiality for some of these things to happen is there. So, you know, who's to say it's not? Exactly, yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty great conversation there, Nick. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you coming on today, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to hear from you. Good to talk to you, and and not just uh, you know via email. It's good to good to talk. I hope more people get to share their experience and, and want to come out and share because uh, the only way you're going to find out any of the answers is getting is getting more information. So exactly, and that's what it's all about. The more people to share, the better. I agree. I agree. Just just get out and do it because uh, you never know. It's one. One little puzzle piece in in the whole big puzzle, right? That's it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can learn off ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. If it's learning at all, uh, I think it's kind of throwing everybody off. But uh, yeah, let's keep pushing forward and see what the see what the genre brings. Exactly, exactly. I don't know how many seasons that's gone on for now. I mean, I I stopped watching it after I think season five. You know, I, I might have watched three or four episodes and I just, I was about to pull what little hair I have out. <laughs> and you know why? It's because I'm looking for, I'm looking for an answer and, and then you're not going to get it from something like that. Just not. No. The answer is going to probably end up being some personal, personal revelation or, or something like that. But uh, who knows? It, the quest for knowledge never stops. No, it should, it should never stop. Absolutely. It's great to have you on today, man. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories. Absolutely. It was great. Thank you for uh, for listening and, and, and taking it. I appreciate it. All right, Jesse. Good one, Nick. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a quick share. And remember, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, you can email me at ufochronicles at gmail.com. I will be back next Monday. Stay safe and have a great week. And your pride 
independence for your side And we fought on the run As the sky lit up all around us from our guns And again it was you
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.